Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Welcome back to Creation Innovation. Today we are talking with Rachel Liverman. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. She is the force behind Globar, a trailblazer in the beauty and wellness industry, fueled by her own struggle to find an effective, convenient, and trustworthy source and consistent facials. Rachel founded Globar in 2019. With her innovative spirit and hyper focus on exceptional experiences, Rachel has propelled the brand in 30 minutes result-driven facials to a cult following status. That is so cool. So Rachel, what led you to get into this industry and it says finding a source for consistent facials? Was that, were you one of those people that always got facials and was looking into this direction? Like how did the birth and the creation of this company come about? Yeah. So I'm a third generation esthetician. My grandmother pioneered skincare in the 1970s here in the U.S. by opening the first accredited aesthetic school in the country. So skincare is, yeah, it's really in my DNA. Um, It's been so much fun reinventing skincare um, with our 30-minute option. Um, and really, it was ingrained in me from early on in life. And did you ever think that there was any other option? Or did you, growing up, you just knew I was going to be doing something in skincare? I always knew there was an option. And my my parents were so supportive in me finding what was right for Rachel, which is so incredible. You know, any you want that for your children, right? To find what their passion is. Um, and it may be why I ended up in skincare because there was no pressure. So I actually graduated from college, went and worked for TJX, the parent company of TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods. Um, and I was in their buying program and I loved it. And um, then I wanted to move to New York and I got a job at a beauty brand. And from there, I just was like, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then, you know, I was frustrated with the options and professional skincare and facials and was like, all right, I'm going to try to make something that works for me. So being somebody myself who, when you say frustrated from that perspective in beauty and facials, what does that mean? Because I I myself am not somebody that does a lot of facials. I'm always like paranoid. What if I break out? What if I get a rash? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the couple that I have had in my life, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Like, I love that. But I've, it's not something that I go to. So what was it that you saw that was lacking and or that you wanted to implement? Yeah. So to me, there were three main things that were frustrating about the options in skincare. The first was price. Facials were historically really expensive. Call it $150 plus. And what was even more expensive was when you went to the facial, they would say the facial is $150, but then you laid in the bed and there were all these add-ons that also cost money. So by the time you left there, 
you were spending more than you intended to. And then they were upselling you at the end of the facial for all these products to use at home. And I was like, wow, this $150 facial quickly can become a $500 hour and a half, Um, which leads me into my second frustration, which was time. Facials were an hour and a half plus. It was really hard to fit that in consistently and uh, not, you know, ruin my schedule or it was really hard for me to just find the time to do it every single month. Um, Predominantly people get facials when they're on vacation or when they have a gift card or when it's like all the stars align and and you don't have any plans and you can get an appointment somewhere. I feel like now that's where I'm at in my life. Like, would I love to get one? Yes. Could I have the time to get one? No. Right. And so that was frustrating. And then thirdly, I didn't know who to trust because Elizabeth, everyone, you know, in New York, I know you're in California, but in New York, everyone from the nail salon to the celebrity esthetician and everything in between do facials. And so I was, there were so many options and I didn't know who to really trust. And so what I wanted was a place that I could go to for just 30 minutes, just $60 every single month, and that specialized in facials, just neck up so that I could trust them. And I knew they knew what they were doing. And so that's what we built for Glowbar. Amazing. And what when you had this idea, I mean, there was a lot of not a lot, but dry bar obviously is the first one that comes to mind that's similar. Did you see that and be like, oh my God, genius, I'm going to do that for this? Or was there something else that you're like, it's that I that concept in this kind of realm? And then was it what you thought it was going to be when you ventured off to be like, okay, I'm going to make this happen? Was it easier or harder? Like what, what roadblocks did you did come in your way that you didn't expect? Tell us all the things because that's so cool. Like how many of us have these ideas, but not, nobody goes through the execution. Not nobody, you did, right? But very few people take it to that next step. So was it what you expected and all the things? So the first part of your question, you know, was there a business that inspired Glowbar? And certainly Drybar was was a, a nugget of inspiration for us. Um mm-hmm. What Drybar did was absolutely remarkable. Uh, Allie Webb is an advisor to the business, um, has been supportive since day one. And what she did was even more remarkable than, you know, what a lot of us have done since because she didn't have women before her that had done that. Whereas I was like, if Allie Webb can do it, I can do it. But she didn't have that. So I applaud her. She's really incredible. And yeah, Drybar showed me, hey, you can do things differently. You can reinvent how you get your hair blown out. You don't have to go to the hair salon. And it doesn't have to take an hour and a half or, you know, whatever that is. And so um, that certainly was an impetus to us thinking about how we could do facials differently for the consumer. Um, Now getting into, okay, so we did it, we started it. And Mm -hmm. and what are the surprises? Um, I think for myself as a founder, one of the biggest surprises is how all-encompassing it really is. Um, There's not a minute that I don't think about Glowbar. It is so much of my identity, um, which is for better or for worse, right? Like, you know, we all try to have work-life balance and have 
uh, hobbies that bring us joy and things that, you know, we do outside of work that are really important to us. And I think when you're a founder or from my experience, that's not, that's not always possible. Um, and I don't know if I really realized that that's what I was stepping into. And with this big vision of being nationwide globally one day, like it doesn't allow for a ton of uh, church and state in your life. And so luckily, you know, I have a partner at home who is supportive of that and gets that like, it's a really big part of my life and my energy goes to it. Um, but I think that that's been just like a little, um, it can be sad sometimes because you lose kind of part of yourself that's a little more free and not with that pressure all the time. Um, and then as far as running the business, Elizabeth, oh my God, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about how many, you know, things have surprised me. Um, probably the, um, the amount of intentionality and thoughtfulness that is required for every single decision. Um, we don't make decisions flippantly here. We think about how they affect the people. So not only our team, but our clients, how they affect our processes, our operations, how they affect our financial, you know, structure. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, you can't just make a quick decision, especially when there are this many people that they affect. And so, um, I think that, uh, it's, it's overwhelming at times. And I were you a entrepreneur business owner prior to this to Globar or was this no. your first intro no. into it? Okay. This is my and first what a time. like what a big undertaking. But also that's amazing that you were able to have Ali as part of your your team to help you move forward because it is such a great brand that she created and and was able to build so much of. And I cannot wait till we get more and more glow bars around town because I think part of that is when you have that not only consistent, but that brand that people then recognize to say, oh, I know that moisturizer or whatever it is, right? That you can then say, I saw that at glow bar and now I want to continue to buy that and whatever it may be, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's a lot to be said in a huge market for people like me that not only did I never have time because I've been an entrepreneur for so long and to your point earlier, sometimes people have this misconception of, oh, you own your business, you have so much time. It's oftentimes the opposite, right? You own your own business and you're really, you know, it's hard to step away from it. But when you know that you can go somewhere quick, make an appointment, you know the products, you know, you know, hopefully you get lucky enough to know the person that you are calling on each time to be doing it. I think there's a lot to be said for that, for this huge market of people that have not been traditionally people that would go do facials on a regular basis, right? Because it just hasn't been accessible in so many ways that you mentioned earlier. So from that perspective, is there a certain market that you guys are really going after when you put this together as far as, I feel like some people go to their esthetician, like you said, once a month or more, right? And that's, they're like BFF and they do all the things all the time. And then there's people like me that go to get my Botox whenever I need it and then um, get a facial once every 18 months or something, but need it more often for sure. Is there somebody that you're actually going like targeting in this? I think at a really macro level, anyone with skin is our target demographic. 
Yeah. But of course there's a group, a demographic of people who really gravitate towards School of Bar. Whether or not that's because we've always been in their backyards, we're going to find out Mm -hmm. this year as we expand into new markets. But predominantly a female client between the ages of 25 and 45 um, who live in in cities is our is our target market but again we've only been in markets that are in major cities so New York and Connecticut um, and there's a very dense population of those women so um, I think you know we're going into New Jersey and Philadelphia in the next couple months and shortly thereafter into Boston. And so seeing who who really gravitates towards our, our product is going to be really exciting to see. When are you coming to California? Not soon enough. I want to be there too. Oh my God, imagine like being able to spend a week in California um, to go visit my stores. That would be like a dream. Um, yes. We will be there in the next few years, I would say. Awesome. So back to the ba- work-life balance. Do you have a family at this point. What's your situation like as far as what are you juggling with that? And not to say, again, I, I've had my own business for 20 years before I had my own family, but even that was, it was interesting. So that's something that we talk about often at Creation Innovation because that work-life balance, family, no family is always more challenging than one expects. And we're always trying to see what nuggets does somebody have in order to pass that on to the next person, the next entrepreneur that may have some insight for us. I have a husband. So I got married last March. So um, congratulations. Thank you. It's very important to me. Uh, We do not have children yet. Um, Hopefully in the next few years we will. And um, we have a dog. And for baby, a fur baby, exactly. And I have my company and my family and friends, and then I have myself. And so, Elizabeth, you know, what am I balancing? I think first and foremost, I'm balancing like how I take care of Rachel mm-hmm. even before those other things and not abandoning myself because I am, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anyone would resonate with this, but the first thing to go when I get overwhelmed is myself, unfortunately. So how I eat, how I exercise, how I sleep, how I'm, you know, manage stress, how I manage my relationships is the first thing to go because I am just so overwhelmed. And so what I try to do is I've really, and I'm really proud of myself for this, the past two years, I do not do anything for anyone else before like 9.30 a.m., And so my mornings are for me. I go on a walk. I go to Pilates. I go get a coffee alone. Like actually doing it alone is very vital to my like mental health, my stress levels. Um, So sometimes my husband will be like, can I come? And I'm like, no, like you're (laughs) like, I love you and I, I want to be around you, but like, I know I need this. And having that discipline and those boundaries, I guess you would call them has been like vital for my success the past couple of years. Um, and then, um, and has that been easy for you to keep the boundary? Like for the most part? Yeah. Cause I find for me, it's not easy. I always say that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm taking a call with somebody in Europe and I change my schedule or whatever it may be. Right. Like I'm always kind of bending that. And before I know it, 
three out of the five days of the week, I'm having a seven o'clock or eight o'clock call, you know? Yeah. I, um, I'm very fortunate. I would say that I don't have kids right now. So I'm still allowed to be a little selfish in the morning in the sense Mm -hmm. of like, I, I have a lot of flexibility still. Um, and I recognize that and I don't take it for granted. Um, so no, my mornings are non-negotiables. I have them blocked off on my calendar. Um, and, uh, my team doesn't ask what I'm doing before then. And, and I don't share, like, not that I hide it, but, um, it's just my time. And, um, in order for me to show up as my like best self, I need that time. So I haven't let anything creep in. Of course, if there's like something going on or I actually really want to prioritize it, I will, but that doesn't happen often. Usually I can find the time in the rest of the day. Um, and then like friendships, I think that's been really actually harder in the past year of just like, like friendships take nurturing and time and energy and they're deserving of it. And how do I really balance like making that time for my friendships that I've had for, you know, decades now, um, and showing up for them in a way that is like energized and not like just drained and like overwhelmed. Right. I can hear you so much on that because I'm always like, don't like, don't give up on me. I promise you. I know I'm so busy like during this period of time, but I promise you I will hang out with you soon, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think finding those people that understand and allow you that grace when you're going through a period of growth in your business or relationship or whatever it may be is really important because um, there are going to be those times where you kind of go MIA for a little while and come back around and whatnot. So from going back to facials, for somebody, again, like myself, who's not a regular, what would you say to people that are listening if they don't have a glow bar in their backyard yet, what they should look out for when they're going to find somebody to give them a facial or looking for a day spa or whatnot? Yeah, I would say... Um... Look for someone who is willing to customize the treatment for you. So we all have different skin. We all have different skin goals. Um, And we want to make sure that someone isn't just applying, you know, their like hydrating facial to you. They're really looking at what your skin needs on that day and really analyzing it down to like, you know, sometimes our T-zone needs something more clarifying than our cheeks do. And sometimes we actually have superficial dryness where we also have oiliness and really like customizing the treatment to you. Um, And then I also think someone that isn't just going to upsell you. Uh, The reality of upselling is that what ends up happening is that you become, your skin becomes oversensitized because you're using too many things. So, But I feel like we get suckered in when we go, right? We don't know what we don't know. So we're like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. So how do you determine what you need versus what they're telling you that you need? I think just asking more clarifying questions and also don't forget to be like brutally honest with your esthetician about what you're using at home. And, you know, sometimes just like anything, you have to advocate for yourself. So write down for them what you use morning and night and say, okay, from knowing that I have all this at home, now from everything you just told me I you think I need, what do I really need? Because sometimes they don't know, you know, they're, they're like trying to just, they have the best intent, right? They want you to feel really good about your skin, but they don't know what you're already using at home and what you have in your, in your medicine cabinet. And so 
you know, it's just taking the time. I think a lot of times after a facial, estheticians have another facial quickly thereafter. And so they're like, you need this. Yes, get that. And it's like, I need someone to just take a minute with me. And so maybe start that conversation in the treatment room um, to use that time to also um, walk through your routine. And so the recommendations can be even more uh, like productive for you. That's great advice. Well, where I know you mentioned you're going to New Jersey next, but where can people find you, follow you, keep up to date with all things Globar? I'm at Rachelista, and Globar is at Globar. Uh, very easy on TikTok and Instagram. And then if people are in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Philly, Boston, come see us, come in for a treatment. We love even people from out of town, you know, get hooked and then. Um, let us know that you want us in your town and we'll, we'll prioritize it. Well, come to Orange County. We definitely want you here. Heard you loud and clear. We're on it. I want to come to Orange <laughs> County. So I'm on it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I can't wait to see you soon in a glow bar. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.